Welcome to the Smeichel Speaks podcast channel. I'm Joanne Smeichel, and I'm delighted that you tuned in for relevant leadership learning that will help you continue to soar. Enjoy this episode. Communicating through conflict. This podcast focuses on communication checkpoints that can help you develop acceptable, effective tools for dealing with conflict. Look, we all face big and little battles in our lives. The struggles can be in our homes with a thoughtless spouse, at work with a divisive coworker, in church with a know-it-all deacon. It can be with an incompetent internet provider or with the hairdresser who messed up a dye job. Skirmishes can pop up anywhere. What I'd like to offer in this podcast is a few tools that will help you communicate through conflict, de-escalate, and prevent a small battle from becoming an all-out war. Before I get into the communication checkpoints, I want to talk about what makes us so defensive. Being aware of our defensiveness can help us communicate with calm and with confidence. So let's spend a little time on that. I can tell you this about me. I know I get defensive when I feel like I'm being judged. I don't like it when I feel like the other person is evaluating me, especially when I feel like that judgment or evaluation is biased or overly critical. Another hot button that puts me on the defensive is when I get the sense that the other person is trying to control or manipulate me or to control the conversation. I see this kind of behavior as a power play and I immediately get on my haunches. Other behaviors that can cause defensiveness include the feeling that the other person sees themselves as superior. That behavior creates a potential power differential that can only make us want to move into self-protective mode. The lack of tolerance for other perspectives or the tendency to be right and make the other person wrong creates defensiveness. When the other person is dogmatic, rigid, or inflexible, it's really hard not to be defensive. The last thing that can cause defensiveness is a lack of empathy. When we feel like the other person just can't relate, connect, or appreciate us, we get guarded and we get real resistant to bridge building. Now, we've reviewed the things that can make us defensive. Let's move to how we communicate through that defensiveness and how we communicate when we're in conflict. I'm going to share five communication checkpoints. They'll give you an advantage in conflict. The first checkpoint is to think through your response before you spit it out. I know this sounds like common sense, but we know when emotions are raging, it's really hard to stop and think. The little lizard part of our brain takes over and we spew out whatever's on our mind. What I'm asking you to do is to stop and think. Sometimes I need to ask for time to think. I'll say something like, I need time to process what you're saying. Or, 
can we table this for later? Sometimes I'll be real direct and say, this is going down the wrong track. I feel myself getting mad, so I'd like to have some time to reflect. Whatever strategy you use, buy the time that you need to think. The second checkpoint is to consider the perspective and the position of the other person. And I know this is hard, especially when we're in conflict. Try to look at the issue through their lens. Try to think about their needs, their interests, and their viewpoints. Try to establish an understanding of where they're coming from. Can you look at the situation from another angle? Can you begin to imagine the angles from which they see the situation? Go a step further and ask them to explain their position. Shut up and listen. Don't be arguing with them in your head. Just be quiet and listen. Ask them to make their standpoint clear to you. We each come with a unique perspective on the work and on the world. Try to learn more about where they're coming from. Asking them to explain is even better than thinking that you know where they're coming from. It gives you the information that you need to consider another perspective or another position. Ultimately, I think it really shows that we're honoring the other person. The third communication checkpoint is to be aware of your own communication style. You can be part of the problem. You can be a big part of the problem in conflict. So what's your style? Is it a style that soothes or one that inflames? Are you the person who interrupts, cuts people off mid-sentence? Are you the person who escalates your voice and escalates the conflict? Or do you just shut down and close the door to dialogue? Are you a cusser and a fusser? It's really important to know your style. Just as important, you may need to modify your style. Over the years, I've learned to speak slower and lower. I've had to force myself to learn to be the cooler head. I'm going to tell you the truth. That has not been easy learning. I'll tell you, if I'm not careful, I become defensive. I raise my voice and I'm real good at escalating a conflict. The more I practice, the better I get at lowering and slowering. Fourth, the nonverbal cues. Pay attention to your nonverbals. Are your arms crossed? Are you rolling your eyes? Are you failing to maintain eye contact with the person and looking all over the room? Or are you giving them that death stare? Another nonverbal cue that signifies disrespect is using a digital device while someone is trying to communicate with you, especially when the conflict is emerging. Put away your phone, put away your tablet, turn off your computer, stop looking at your iWatch. Give the person the courtesy of your undivided attention. If you can't offer that respect, 
conflict is bound to emerge and escalate. One of the things that I know about my nonverbals in conflict situations is that I clench my jaws. What are the nonverbals that you're most prone to use? Pay attention and determine how you can control them. The last communication checkpoint, the fifth one, is to think about which styles and methods of communication will work best in the situation. Here's what I mean. Is this the time for very direct communication? Is this the time to be more subtle and gentle? Really think about how best to tackle the communication, preserve the relationship, and create clarity. Your goal is not to keep conflict going or to raise it to a higher level. Your goal is to connect and communicate using a style and a method that are helpful. There's more. It's important to know exactly how to communicate. We rely too much on email and on text. They are so easily misinterpreted. Pick up the phone, schedule a video conference, walk around the corner to their office. Simply making it possible to look at each other can be a great way to build bridges. There is nothing like the human connection. As we wrap up, I want to review the five communication checkpoints. The first, think it through before you spit it out. Invest a little time processing the situation. The second is to learn about the perspectives and the position of the other person. Where are they coming from? Make sure you find that out. Third, get a grip on your own communication style. Pay attention to your defaults and control them. The fourth is to pay attention to your nonverbals. What messages are you sending with your body? Are they overly aggressive? Are they dismissive? Pay close attention and make modifications as needed. Fifth, and finally, think about the communication style that will work well in the situation. Would it be better to make face-to-face, eye-to-eye connection than to rely on electronic methods? Of course it would, of course. That just makes sense. Remember, pay attention to your own divisiveness. Make sure that your behaviors aren't part of the problem. We all benefit from raising our self-awareness. Once we do that, we're better able to communicate through conflict. Thanks for listening to this podcast. I hope that you got tools that you'll actually use and share. Subscribe to get more relevant leadership learning. Check out my YouTube channel to stay prepared for leading in an ever-evolving world. Thank you.